Alright, I was trying to record this thing, but these notifications were going off of my phone. Distracted me already. So I try to remember what, what it was, but it was something like da 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 and um it was kind of it was funny in the sense that I was like in this day mark and I was um I really did get a lot of sleep I was really tired actually but um I actually been up for a couple of hours and I've been trying to sleep for those couple of hours honestly I just couldn't sleep but um in this dream or this vision or whatever it was I was also trying to sleep but I was like sleepy in the basement of this dairy mart and I don't know, it was just weird because, like, at first, it was like I was working for this dairy barn and I was making, like, a lot of money. And I remember, like, I was sleeping, like, in the basement of the dairy mart. And when I came upstairs, it was like, I was telling them something like this money counter thing wasn't working or whatever. And uh, I was telling them, and I just had a dream that I was making a lot of money with this dairy mart, and I wanted to keep working there. Because it was like the most money I've made or something like that. But um, anyways, I would went back downstairs to try to sleep. And, and in reality, I'm really trying to get some more sleep, you know, before I had to go to work or whatever. But um. I heard like a lot of noise from the customers and it was a whole bunch of girls or something and they was singing they were like play that song and it might sound kind of like inappropriate but I think that's like the whole thing about it but it was it was like play that song that song for your dong or something like that and I was like what? so I'm like what are they talking about? And they was talking to the guy that was running the, the store. So the song came on and it was super, super catchy. It was just like that. And all I remember was something like. Um, I remember talking to the girl afterwards and I was like, what is that song? How did the lyrics go? She said something like, they tried to, they tried to bomb Obama, but they, what they did, they was wrong. Something like that. But I don't remember it like that. I remember it was like, um, I did hear Obama in it though. And, um. So now I can't even remember it, but it was something like, you know, something like that, I guess. Something, uh, something, uh, Obama, uh, uh, 
And it was just like, it was so catchy. It was just like super, super catchy. But it was almost like, um, I don't know, man. It was just like, you know how like music is today anyway. You know what I mean? Like it was like provocative or whatever. But just the fact that I heard Obama's name in it, and it was almost like a, it was like a theme song for him or some like song kind of glorifying him, but it was glorifying him and like the rap, you know, like with rap music or whatever. And I remember I told her like, man, um, you know, I think Obama is the AC. And they was, the girls were like, yeah. And I also remember some of the girls were like lesbian girls. You know, but um, then I was like, I remember I had a dream one time where I heard Lil Wayne doing a song, and it was for like Emmanuel Macron, the French president. And it was just like, oh. And I was like, I remember when I heard that, I was thinking that Emmanuel Macron was the AC. But. I don't know for this one it just really did feel like it was like a song trying to glorify Obama but with like you know rap music but I just remember man that beat was so that beat was so catchy I mean it was just like you could just tell that was like I mean for them to come in and it was you know, requesting that song to be played, and then it came on, and when it came on, it was just like, just like how I said it, that's the exact, that is the exact, like, uh, melody, it was, da-da-da, it was just like, boom-boom-boom-boom-boom-boom-boom-boom-boom, it was just real catchy. And I, I don't know who, who sang it or rapped it. But when I asked what she thought the lyrics was, she was like, I know it says something about something you wrong. Come on, Obama, you wrong. They try to come Obama, Obama, they wrong. Something like that. So I don't know what that was about. I actually don't remember them saying something about bombing Obama. I just remember something like, you know, hearing Obama in it. So, you know, I don't really post a lot on here, even though this is my podcast. Um, I just don't really be on here like that. And it's not like I don't get dreams or like I don't have things to say it's just that um i'm just really i mean i used to make music and stuff like that and i got like a lot of stuff on the internet but you know over the years i just learned to like try to not really get in the lord's way you know what i mean because i just through my all my research or whatever i just feel like in the end uh when it all comes down to it, it really is all about God and all glory goes to God. And I'm not trying to take any of that shine away from him. I'm not trying to focus on me at all. 
So that's why I don't really be on here like that. But I do try to just make sure that I that I share a lot of the content that I come across, you know. Um, and I just chose this medium because I was getting banned on a lot of the platforms, you know, as far as like uh, my IG was always getting mess with and then you always got to deal with you know the people like um the haters which i really think work for the cia you know the people that go out there and try to plant plant their seeds of confusion and um negativity and i think you know and it's weird because a lot of my IG accounts were private and I would personally get um, DMs requesting that I turn my account on public. And every time I do that, they, they attack me. So now I'm pretty hip to the fact that whoever's requesting that um, is a CIA, is definitely like a CIA um, debunker, you know. Not meaning that they trying to debunk the CIA, meaning that they're paid by the CIA to go on social media and attack Christians, you know, whether it's Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, IG, wherever they could um, go in there and immediately try to say, oh, that's fake. That ain't real or whatever it is. They all group up and and that's how they try to mislead people, you know. And it is tiring trying to uh, monitor that and um, shut them down. But that's really the CIA actually pays these people, the government, the FBI and all that. They actually pay these people to go on a social media and post these type of comments. And they really think they got sweet jobs, you know, and um, they're really just doing the devil's work, you know, because they're tears. You know, and if you know anything about wheat and tares, like, you know, the parable, the wheat and tares or whatever. Um, basically, you know, like at the end of the harvest, the, the wheat, you know, wheat in the field kind of like leans over. Right. And they're ready for to be harvested. And then the tares are sticking up because they're stubborn, you know. And that's kind of what we're dealing with. But. We also have to realize, too, that a lot of these tares are, aren't even human, you know, like they're the serpent seed bloodline. I don't think a, people, a lot of people realize that there's a lot of demons all around us. And I really I see them every single day. They look just like us, you know, but they're extremely arrogant and prideful. It's women and men. And, um, you know, they're driving vehicles like they're definitely integrated into society right along with us but they're just soulless vessels you know and um they're very selfish um they're very greedy they're very um arrogant and prideful and they're very mean extremely mean and um you just i don't i just don't know like i see them every single day and now I really just try to stay away from them as much as possible. Um, like if I didn't even have to, you know, deal with the public, I wouldn't. And I try very hard to, to like 
stay away. <laughs> like, try not to deal with people in the public because you got to deal with them. And um, they're nasty. They're extremely vile, nasty, decrepit creatures. And um, I, I hate it. You know what I mean? It makes me hate uh, my existence so much because of how disgusting it is to be around these type of people. And they're everywhere. And um, they they hate us, you know. And they they definitely make it be known. I remember I was in a grocery store, walking into a grocery store, walking into some type of store, and uh, one of them hissed at me, and it was a it was a hiss that I never, ever in my lifetime experienced before. At least was not conscious of it, and didn't pick up on it. But it was definitely a like really loud and powerful, you know, and. Um, I even remember, too, um, uh, a guy that I knew for a long time, and I never noticed this, but uh, I was talking to him on the phone. I don't deal with him no more. And um, when he was talking to his son, he was like, <laughs> like that, but way different. It was like, <laughs> he kept doing something like that. To his son and his son was just laughing and I'm like what is that it, it kind of creeped me out because I it, it kind of clicked in my mind like he was a tear that he was at a service C bloodline and um, I knew something was up with him because um, even though we would always talk about God and stuff like that he he was a Muslim he leaned more to, to a Muslim side of things and he could never accept that Jesus was God and I was like well you know I knew in my mind I couldn't deal with him no more you know like I gotta seriously be militant about the people that I that I deal with and really at this this point in my journey um, I don't really want to deal with nobody but God anyway you know so I'm just trying to keep it to me and Jesus and it's unfortunate because I deal with a lot of people and I just realized, even though I tried to share the gospel, some people will just, it'll never register with them because they're just, you know, who knows? Only God knows. Either they are at a serpent seed bloodline and there's no hope for them anyway, or now I don't know if they can be grafted in, you know, I don't really know any of that. All I could do is share the gospel. Um, you know, I don't know if it clicks for them later on. I don't know. I really don't know how any of that works. I just know I got to share the gospel. And every now and then there's people that want to know more about God. There's people that get really quiet when I when I preach or when I share the gospel. And they really lean in towards it. And they have questions. And they want to know more. And those are the ones that I, I could, you know, really try to you know, direct them to, to giving their life to Christ and accepting them as their, their Lord and Savior. But um, everybody, you know, everybody operates in different ways, you know. And um, one thing I have learned at this point is that um, it's um, difficult having any friends because almost everybody that I talk to uh, these days um um 
almost makes me backslide. And I know nobody could make you do anything, but you got to think bad company does corrupt good character. I'm not saying that I have good character, but what I what I am saying is that because I know none of us are good, but I know that I'm trying. And they and there's certain people, there's people out there that make it difficult, you know, and I'm talking about there's people that you can pray with, you know. But there's they they're time eaters. They eat up your time, you know. So it's just like certain phone calls, like this week. I'm gonna make sure, like I'm militant about, like I've changed my number more than a few times, you know. And it's just like I end up still giving my number back to these people because I know they get offended by it, and it's like I want to help them, but I'm also feeling like the Lord is telling me like it, it's a wrap for for that, you know. You know, they, they got to come to me on their own. And like, if I talk to people, like, let's pray and then let's just get off the phone. You know what I mean? Like, I'm willing to hear, you know, kind of what you're going through so we can have so we know what we're praying about. But at the end of the day, uh, just keep it short and sweet, you know, because one thing I notice is these people continually tell me the same thing over and over and over again. And it's like I've heard everything from them like a million times already, you know, and it's just like I don't got time for reruns. I don't got time for uh, playing the same soap opera over and over again. You know what I mean? Like if you're you're having an issue with something, you need to fast and pray and deal with it on your own. Like there's only so much praying for other people could do. Like at the end of the day, it's up to us to 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 do what we need to do to to get rid of that problem and honestly it's not even us it's god you know that's going to deal with that problem and it's always going to come down to fasting you know fasting and prayer and if it's not working then you got to fast and pray some more we're supposed to pray without ceasing you know that means we literally pray before each activity pray before you brush your teeth pray before you take a shower Pray before you step out the door. Pray before you get in the car. Pray before you walk into work. You know, and then you know, depending on with your work, if you got to deal with different people, pray before you deal with each customer or deal with each person. Just pray, just pray, just pray, because when you don't, the enemy is going to use that as an opening to launch an attack, and that's really what we're doing, dealing with right now. You know, so. Um, you know, when you when the enemy does launch those attacks or whatever, he's able to to, to break things up and get you to backslide or whatever. Um, and I don't even mean backslide, but if he gets you to be accepted of, you know, this defunct behavior and be accepting of, of the, those things, it's almost like you're consenting to it, you know, and it's just about these legalities that. They're the enemy is extremely well versed in like they know the only way that the enemies get away with all this stuff is because of legalities, you know, because we're, we're accepting of it in some type of way because we've let our guard down in some type of way. And the enemy is always going to and from from heaven because he's presenting these legalities to God. And since God is a just God, you know, he deals with things in a just way. This, the enemy is, is gaining leverage that way, you know, and that's why God is mad, you know, because he's given us the power and authority to 
reject these lifestyles, to reject, um, to reject the the enemy gaining leverage. You know, we don't have to ex be accepting of that. The fact that we're accepting of it gives the enemy power to push it, push it, push more of it. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with the whole target situation. You know, the, the enemy crept in unaware. Right. And because people were accepting of it, he just kept pushing it, pushing it and pushing it. And then they boycott a target, you know, and. Um, you know, so we actually do have the power, you know what I mean? And we have to know that our power is in prayer. Our power is in not bending or wavering only to God. That's it. You know what I mean? But not to the enemy. Like we have to put our foot down and be like, that's unacceptable. And that's not happening. You know what I mean? We're not dealing with that. Uh, you need to go. So you need to. You need to stop that behavior right now. You need to, to get out of here with that because we're not tolerating that around here. You know, and that's how we push back. We push back through prayer. And that's why the enemy's attacking because he, he knows the power that we have in prayer. You know, and, and we do have sheepish qualities, you know, because I think our nature is docile, you know, and compassionate and just wanting to get along. Um, George Faulkner, I think that's the guy's name. George Faulkner. There's this movie called The Army of One. I think it came out in like 2015. And um, Nicolas Cage plays this guy, but it was based on a true story. And it was this guy that was going to Pakistan over and over. Like over seven times he tried to go there to, to, to capture Bin Laden. And... Uh, Shortly after that, Obama said that they caught bin Laden, but we knew that those photos were doctored. You know what I mean? Like we knew that they photoshopped those images. And anybody who's was familiar and like photo editing or graphic design could easily see like when you've seen the original photo and then the, the photo that they submitted of Osama, you knew without a doubt that it was fake. Everybody knew it was fake. It kind of got swept under the rug. People haven't been talking about it because it's been some years, right? Like, what, eight years or more now? But, um, you know, it was when Obama was in office. And then the way that they allegedly disposed of Obama's, I mean, Osama bin Laden's body. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. You know, I felt like they kind of... Some people even thought that it, that Osama was Obama. You know what I mean? So who knows the type of deception and trickery that they're using? I don't know all the details or anything, but I know Tupac Shakur did the same thing because Orlando Brown, the his alleged suspected killer, looked exactly like Tupac. And I think they do things like that to make fun of how stupid we are. You know what I mean? We're so trusting by nature. And I think that's kind of what sucks about this whole thing. You know, how we're going to be held accountable and judged by God, you know, but we're at a we're at a period that 
if we keep short accounts with the Lord and continually ask for forgiveness and continually go to him for insight and just stay focused on him, we can weather this storm, endure to the end and get through this. You know, but when we are like, nah, I don't need God, I can do it on my own, and we reject that, that's when we set ourselves up for failure. And it's, it's like detrimental, like this is, it's devastating, the outcome, if we reject God, and we don't want to do that. He's here to help us, we just need to lean into Him, we need to talk to Him more, talk to Him all day throughout the day. And, you know, he does respond, you know, it, it, it may be difficult for us to, to like articulate or pinpoint what he's saying, but we keep asking, he will reveal it to us somehow. You know, sometimes I just be like, God, you just need to completely take control of the situation that just please take over my free will. Just I don't know what I'm doing. I do that a lot, you know, because it's really difficult for me to hear the Lord's voice. I know a lot of people have a better relationship to where they, you know, they, you know, spend time with him and they, they really know his voice. Well, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm not one of those people. I mean, I definitely do have my relationship with the Lord, but I just don't have it to where I could just start writing down, you know, pages and pages of him speaking to me, you know, I'm working on it, you know, as we should, as we should all be doing. Um, but you know, it's, it's a process. So, yeah. Oh, I don't know how this episode, I don't really know how like all this stuff is fairing as far as like if it's reaching the the audience that it's supposed to or whatever. Um but all I could do I do kinda of felt like I remember I was praying to God, you know, like five years ago when I started this podcast and I was just like, you know, I'm not really having success on YouTube. Nobody's really listening to my videos and you know, obviously I know the YouTube monsters, the, the demons behind YouTube, they definitely mess with the views. They definitely get uh, people to unfollow your channel. But they go in there and unfollow people because it happens to me all the time. Channels I was following, I'm like, I haven't got any updates. And I went there and it's, it says I'm not a follower. So the demons behind YouTube, they're definitely messing with, with things like that. They do it with my IG. I didn't last long on TikTok at all. You know what I mean? Like, I posted a couple Christian videos, and, and I already got, like, two strikes on there. You know what I mean? So, I definitely had to find um, something else for my outlet, you know, for me to try to reach people. And it has been uh, this podcast mainly, you know. So, I just keep it pushing and I definitely try to post a couple episodes a day um, some days more than others it just I get pulled in a lot of directions and usually when I don't post a lot it's because I'm under heavy attack so if you notice like it is only two videos or a couple videos it was really difficult for me 
I mean, uh, episodes or whatever. It was really difficult for me to do that, you know. So, I'll try to post, share as many episodes as possible. Um, and um, I've even, I had a lot of issues too. Like when I do do things like this, um, as soon as I record it, it, it ends up missing. Actually, let me pause this real quick. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that I could save that. And um, I didn't want to lose it. So, yeah, I've just been dealing with the enemy. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely been wearing me out. Uh, I think, like, one of my prayers right now is just, you know, I just want to not have to deal with the enemy anymore. I'm really, really wore out. Um, I'm exhausted, you know, and I just, I can't, you know, it's just too much. And he's pretty much been successful in destroying my life, you know, and it's just like, I don't feel like God's really there for me, uh, to help me, you know, and, um, so then it, because of that, it kind of wears on my relationship with the Lord where I don't even want to talk to God or deal with him because I just feel neglected by by God, you know, and um, I'm just tired, you know, that's pretty much the word for it. I'm exhausted and, um, you know, it's not like I do any of this stuff or anything, you know, but I definitely feel like a slave feel like a slave to God and I feel like that's what my future holds for me is just being a slave for the Lord and forever you know so that doesn't I don't think anybody likes being a slave you know what I mean I think as slaves we want freedom and um it just seems like you know I just get frustrated you know because it's like I know God created the darkness, the evil, right? And it says that he created us for his pleasure. So I feel like those two things come up in my mind when I'm, you know, suffering. And it, it really depresses me. Uh, and I hate it. I just, I really hate the fact of being controlled, you know. And uh, if it isn't Satan, then it's God. You know what I mean? And it's like, those are kind of like the two choices. And it's just like, when you do what you want to do, um, it doesn't really turn out that great, you know? So it's just like, <sighs> I don't know, man. I'm wore out and I just wish there was an off button. That's That's pretty much... You know, my off button is trying to go to sleep, but then you dream. So it's not like you're really getting any rest, you know. I feel like um, there's no escape, and I that drives me crazy. I, I, it really does feel like insanity. <sighs> and um, I don't know, you know, I... It's tough dealing with this, you know, this reality, you know, of it's just 
Like, I know there's nothing here that I want. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing here that satisfy me. And a lot of times I'll tell God, like, you're supposed to fill this void, you know. And um, I tell you, man, it's it's tough learning about God, you know, and being forced to try to learn how to do everything his way and always worrying about offending him and what upsetting him and being punished by him. I know a lot of people don't really believe that God punishes people, uh, but I don't think they've read their Bible and I don't think they have a relationship with the Lord uh, because he definitely does punish people, you know. Um, it's all in the Bible, you know. People not doing what he wanted and, and he makes them suffer, you know. And so that that troubles me a lot. Uh, I just wish I wasn't, I don't know why I was forced to exist against my will. So I think that's like the reoccurring theme in my mind these days is I'm forced to exist against my will. And if this is about free will, I don't want to participate. And it doesn't matter how much I ask God to not be involved with this to not exist you know uh i i'm still here and um that thought is a reoccurring thought in my mind in my in the core of my being um and it brings me a lot of depression and this really is nothing this isn't like a mental condition or anything you know i I just don't think a lot of Christians talk about it, um, but I notice it a lot, you know, and I, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, what can we do? You know, it, it's it's like it really is God's way or you go to hell. Like you really have to. It's we have an illusion of free will. It's an illusion, you know, and um, if you don't like I was trying to tell someone recently, like, you know, how it God is inescapable, you know, he's everywhere. He's omniscient and he literally literally wants you to ask him what to do before every situation and it's almost you have to ask for permission and you have to wait for a response and it's nerve-wracking you know because this is like an invisible entity right this is a visible being even though he's everywhere um i don't know like i mean I, there's things that i have to do like i have to work i have to pay my bills i'm not rich you know, I don't have money just coming in. I know people who live like that. I know people who don't have to work. They're, I wouldn't say they're rich, but they got money coming in. So they could pretty much do what they want, you know. They go on trips all the time. They're shopping. They're always doing things. And, um. I don't have that luxury, 
you know, I don't know if they will. I don't know if I'll make the rapture. I don't know if I'll get left behind. You know, if I do, I just hope I don't live long. Uh, I just I just don't want to deal with this life. You know, I don't want to deal with none of this. Uh, but I feel like I'm forced, you know, I'm forced to. And I think as Christians, like when you really understand the Bible, you hear a lot of people bring up works. But we do get judged by our works, right? We do have to work our salvation out with fear and trembling. And we do have to make sure that we're not lukewarm Christians. So when you become a Christian, you come to the realization that you do have to spread the gospel. Our enemy is spreading his lies through Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, Scientology. These people are relentless. You know what I mean? They are relentless. Almost everywhere I go, I see those Scientology packets. The L. Ron Hubbard or whatever that stuff is. Like, I see that everywhere. And I remember at a point when they try to recruit me and Jehovah's Witnesses try to recruit me. And um, they're everywhere. You know, they really are. And um, I, I'd i be lying if I didn't notice, like, an evilness in them, a darkness in, in their eyes. You know, I don't get it, man. It's just a lot going on here. It's overwhelming. It's more than I can handle. It's more than I want to deal with. And, um, you know, I think that's why a lot of people don't. You know, I don't think that they're cowards. I just think it's a natural feeling because I feel the same way. It's just the difference is, is that every day I'm just trying to spread the gospel. Like I know every single day I have to share the gospel in some format. You know, whether verbally, like I've, I've tried to do it with people at my job, you know, it's to the point where everybody kind of, you know, I stand out. I'm an outcast, you know, and um, I got magnets on my car with Jesus on it. And um, I just couldn't tell you, like, that brings a lot of problems for me, uh, especially when I'm driving. People cut me off, brake check me swerve over to try to hit me or to intimidate me um and i i deal with that all day long and the, i catch up with these people sometimes you know you know people do stupid stuff like that then you end up at the same stoplight and i end up at the same stoplight and they'll just look away like nothing ever happened you know so i don't know if demons jump into them and control them i imagine that's what's going on that these demons are just jumping from body to body because they have the access, because of legalities. <sighs> you know, I've overcame a lot of things, you know, in my walk with the Lord, but there's some things that I still struggle with. And I know I don't have to struggle with them, but I think I just kind of go there to hide sometimes, to try to hide from God and to not be attacked by the devil because I know that it's so dangerous but when you willingly backslide um yeah you're you're in danger of hellfire right
but the devil lets up on you a little bit, you know, because he got you. So you can go focus on someone else and uh, you grieve the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, you know, leaves you. And um, obviously I don't I just don't want to play the game. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just tired of being a pinball. I'm tired of being a chess piece. I hate it. I hate this so much. I hate my life so much, you know, and it's like I watch these um, this YouTube channel about these special needs kids and um, it just breaks my heart. It just breaks my heart seeing suffering and just seeing all the, the pain and the problems in this world. It's like I used to tell my ex-wife, like, I'll never be happy. I'll never, ever be happy because it doesn't matter if I was rich or if I had money. I'll never be happy because of all the suffering in the world. And it's true. You know what I mean? Like, I'll never find joy here. You know, it's it's brief. Like, you see, like, a puppy or a bunny or a bear or something. You know what I mean? Or a child, you know, giggling and, and being happy. Like... You get like brief moments of it, but at the end of the day, um, it just doesn't last long. You know, it, this is a torturous experience. It's it's hell, you know, and I, I know I've heard they say like this is the only heaven that those who are damned to hell will ever experience. And this is the only hell that those that are promised heaven will not promise, but those that will go to heaven Whoever experience, you know, I don't know. I see things like that, but at the end of the day, I don't know where I'm going to end up. I don't know my salvation. I know people, there's a lot of Christians that are a thousand percent, you know, confident and secure that they're going to heaven. I've never been one of those people, you know, because I'm aware of my sin. I'm aware of being a sinner. I'm aware of all the mistakes I make every day. And that depresses me because... You know, I know all things are possible through Christ, you know, that, that's what Jesus said, you know, to those people that were asking him that were seeming kind of hopeless, you know, of, you know, not making mistakes, you know, and, and being perfect, you know, and I've I've used that a lot to try to overcome things, you know, and I have overcame them, you know, like I don't. I don't smoke weed no more. I don't drink alcohol no more. So I've overcome addictions. I don't have a urge for it or a need for it. I've had thoughts about it for sure. You know, because I remember um, what it made me feel like or whatever, being high or being drunk. And there's times too where like I miss... Uh, the, that love I had and when I did those things, you know, being around other people, partying and enjoying themselves and being included. So, yeah, this is a, a very isolating, very depressing. Depression is like the number one thing, really. And um, there's times I feel the joy of the Lord. It doesn't last long. You know, I could say maybe 20 minutes. It's probably as long as I've, I've felt the joy of the Lord. 
which is a long time. Sometimes it's like um, a couple seconds, you know. Like when when dogs get the zoomies, it's kind of like that, you know. They just start zooming around, running around the yard real happy or something like that. So sometimes I get that. 10, 15 seconds seems like a long time, you know, to be honest. So 20 minutes is like really long, really, really long. Um, but yeah, it just, it just doesn't last long, you know, and um, I'm, I'm kind of tired of dealing with the Lord, you know. I know that's a powerful statement, but when you go through so much, spiritual warfare um i don't know what what you sh what he expects you know um i'm sick of it i know that i try not to say that word at all but uh i'm spent you know i'm spent and um i'm just tired i'm tired of dealing with this and this is all because of god you know god put this all in motion you know, so sometimes I'm like, man, was he just bored in eternity? And then he made all this happen. And then we get judged for it. Like we're born not knowing and we just have to try to figure all this stuff out within this time limit. Like He, he set the timer. And if we don't make the right choices, we burn in hell forever. So, yeah, I, I, I'd be lying if I said I, I don't get mad at God. I get really mad at him. Um, and that's why I say I get tired of dealing with him. Um, and like I said, that's dangerous, too, to say that because we know uh, where you go if you don't want to deal with God. You know, he made that very apparent that he'll send you to hell. And people are like, oh, God doesn't send you to hell. You send yourself to hell. So, yeah, I mean, uh, imagine what I go through trying to trying to post episodes that are motivating and try to inspire people to stay in the fight um, when there's just so much threatening stuff from the Lord out there. You know what I mean? Like in the Bible, it's just the Bible just feels like a lot of threats to me, you know. It's just like a lot of threatening. Like, if you don't do this, this will happen. If you don't do this, this will happen. We always have to repent. So, Lord, please forgive me for anything that I said here that offends you because that's what I have to worry about every day, being an offense to the Lord. And that's why I always go back like, well, I don't need to exist. You're God. You can, you can snap your fingers and I cannot exist as if I never were. I always think that as if I never were. As if I never were. Some people are like, oh, he's a coward. He wants to take the easy way out. Worry about you. You know, worry about you. You like you 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 handle in your life, okay? Cool, good for you. We're not all the same. Everybody's different. You know? And some people I, I see that start getting closer to the Lord, they start going through what I'm going through. You know, and they get really frustrated and they're probably better than me because they can go go straight into prayer and ask God to forgive them. And they really mean it. They're really remorseful. 
and I'll just be like, you know, I don't even want to, I don't even want to pray. I don't, I'm tired of it. I don't want to deal with it. You know, and, and I'm not going to be forced to, I'm not going to fake something. I'm not going to say a prayer and ask for forgiveness when I really feel like I don't want to be a part of this. Like who wants, who wants to be bullied and tortured because that's what I'm going through. I'm, I'm being bullied, I'm being tortured, and I'm being forced to be this robot that God wants me to be. So, since I don't have a choice, I have to be a robot. I have to play the game. But guess what? I still have feelings and I still have emotions. So, if you want... A genuineness for me you want me to to worship and praise you and be happy to do it that's tough that's difficult for me because I think about the lady with no legs I think about the kid that dis- that's disfigured and those kids got so much joy and love in their life but they a lot of a lot of these special needs kids they don't even know Jesus. They don't even know God. That's not even the dis- in the discussion in their household. You think it would be, but a lot of times it isn't. A lot of t- a lot of times it is. You know, a lot of a lot of times they 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 really do lean on Jesus and stuff like that. But there's just so much disgusting things in this life. There's so much filth here. Um, and then when I feel like all of that that weight is put on our shoulders and that we're going to be judged for everything we think, say, or do, and God's innocent, you know, like he's he's he has no accountability for none of this, that bothers me. Because if anybody's accountable, in my mind, it is God because he put this all in motion. Like, you didn't have to create darkness. You didn't have to create evil. You know, sin came from heaven, right? Because iniquity was found in Lucifer and he was kicked out of heaven. And then he brought all of his stank down here on earth where we're at. And he's able to work behind the scenes and cause all these problems. And because we're stupid, we do stupid stuff. But then we get blamed for it. The only thing we have is that we can ask for forgiveness. And he can't. So he just keeps doing what he's doing. Worse, being worse and worse. Not worse, but just being more evil than he was before. Going all out. But we'll suffer the same fate as him. If we don't figure out that Jesus is God and accept him to be our savior and always ask for forgiveness, always repent and always do what God tells us to do or what we have to figure out what God wants us to do in every single situation of the day. And if we if we made the wrong choice, we got to immediately ask for forgiveness. That's nerve-wracking. Especially when God's not just physically talking to us. Now we got to guess and do all these things to try to confirm. That's exhausting. No wonder. No wonder the, the real Christians. I don't even want to say real Christians. Those that are really trying not to go to hell. Are so tired and wore out. 
I don't want to go to hell. I don't even want to exist. I don't even want to play the game. I think about non-existence. I think about being forced to exist against my will. And I, I fantasize and dream what it would be like if I never existed. I think it would be great for me, you know what I mean, to not be stuck in this spider web, not knowing my fate. I envy people that walk around clueless, their ignorance, their blissful ignorance. That don't that are just like, what am I gonna eat? What am I gonna do today? About to go buy some weed, get drunk, I'm gonna go hang out at the pool, I'm gonna go do this, I'm gonna go party, go shopping, like never never really worrying about the outcome, you know. And then part of me feels really sad for them too, you know, because I know how God is, you know. The all-consuming fire who's going to unleash his wrath on the world. He flooded the world before. He killed all those people. You know how many people God killed with the flood? How many more he's going to kill with fire? That's God. That's the God that I have to serve. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So, yeah. It's Monday. <laughs> and I'm still here dealing with this. I remember God sent me to hell one time for what I spoke. That was just last year. So imagine why I don't want to be doing these podcasts or expressing myself to people. I can't tell nobody this stuff because they got a thousand responses. Of how they feel I should be. But they not me. You know, they not going through what I'm going through. Some people will be like, oh, I'm going to pray for you. Cool. I know at the end of the day, people could pray for me all, all they want. But ultimately, I'm going to be judged for what I do. So, yeah. Sorry if I depressed you. Um, or... Uh, disrupted your your joyful feelings you know uh, I don't know how many believers listen to this podcast or whatever but um, I'll go through I go through it every day and uh, all I think about is as if I never were as if I never were and uh, you know maybe one day if I ever get to see God or talk to him. I can ask him for non-existence. Not just for me. But for everybody. Who's uh, supposed to go to hell. Or get left behind. You know. I'm almost certain that everybody who's going to hell. Would prefer the option of. Not existing. You know. I don't know if that means no consciousness. I just think that means there's an off or a delete button. No pain, no suffering, nothing, nothingness, you know. I think at the highest, highest levels, it's just worshiping God for all eternity. I think that's what he wants.
I think that's what we were created for to praise and worship him forever and that may seem exciting for some people I guess for maybe the, the true believers um, it doesn't for me I'm sorry like <sighs> non-existence you know just not participating not existing would just free me from all these obligations like who wants to be a slave forever we're already slaves we're already slaves you know so it's just like I just see more slavery in the future, whether to Satan or whether to God. And obviously, it's going to be better to be a slave to God because the Bible says that he takes away all all pain and suffering, no more crying. So, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm aiming for. You know what I mean? But I'd be lying if just a part of me, if, if I if I didn't think about non-existing, you know. Maybe that is a mental disorder. Who knows? I'll take a check for it. You want to, if the government wants to send me a check for that, I'll take it. That would probably actually help me. All right, I'm out.